0: Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCartane, and very welcome to you on this beautiful sunny morning. I've come inside into my recording studio, and I've had to come in from this glorious day outside. We're down on the sunny coast of West Sussex. It's wall-to-wall blue sunshine here, and we've got a wonderful sea breeze. So for all of you who are sweltering without this lovely welcome breeze, I do pity you. But anyway, I've decided to come in and I thought I'd better put together another little podcast for you about things that we find interesting and things that you will find useful. As always, anything I talk about here, you can read on the website. If you go on to plantplots.com and you look for the Plotting Shed podcast, there are posts on there about recent garden designs that I've done, and um, so you can see some pictures. You'll also see pictures of any of the things that I've been discussing in this podcast today. My son sent me a link to a piece of research yesterday, and I started reading it. And I thought, do you know what, this is actually really, really useful because at the moment there there is this groundswell of opinion and there's this sort of movement among people to say, right, we've really got to start doing something about what we're doing to the planet and how much plastic we're buying and how much we're just throwing away and, and to a large extent how much money we're spending. And I was looking at this research and suddenly realised is we could spend £10 on something and you get a lifelong air freshener, £10. All you've got to do is look after it. And you have spent that money and you can clean your air up in your house forever. I thought, well, that's got to be worth sitting there and actually researching and have a looking at and seeing what what plants will actually be nature's most effective air freshener in the house for you. If you go into your cupboard in your kitchen or your bathroom, and you pull out the chemicals and things, and we clean the house with with sprays for the sink and sprays for the bathroom and a different chemical for the floor and a different chemical for this and different chemical to clean the windows and a different chemical to clean the taps and the limescale and the sink. And if you actually look at it and look at all of the chemicals that you're putting into your environment, we're actually surrounding ourselves with with some fairly noxious chemicals and poisons and things that can interact you know with our bodies and um, even though we're using them to try and make the area cleaner and i thought really is this what we want to be doing and is there a better way and actually yes there is now i use a steam cleaner at home because i've i've made the decision years ago to try and minimize the amount of chemicals i actually use to clean and and steam kills most bacteria so i i steam clean um, or I use an environmentally friendly bathroom cleaner, a toilet cleaner, that sort of thing. But the air around us has been something that has been on the news recently. And obviously with climate change and you know the level of pollutants and pollutants in cities and how they're saying that it's, you know, the, the carbon dioxide getting into the air, the carbon monoxide getting into the air from traffic pollution and just the way we live our homes should be safer places than we're actually making them. We should be able to go home and breathe cleaner air because that would be great. And if we could do it for £10 for the rest of our life, that would be even better because then we're not filling our our homes with artificial chemical air fresheners or air sprays. So this was the research I, I had a look at and I thought it was absolutely amazing. Now, There is one plant that some Malaysian researchers have tested, or they tested a range of them, but there was one particular plant that absorbed more carbon dioxide than any other, and it's a house plant. Now, its Latin name is Diffenbachia, but you might more commonly know it as the cane plant, which is just a green foliage plant. It has... Very often green and yellow leaves, it thrives in low light levels, it doesn't mind if you forget to water it, in fact it thrives more if you forget to water it, it it doesn't like to have too much water too soon. The only thing it doesn't really like is sitting next to dry hot radiators, but if you've got a cool shady corner in the house or an area of the house that doesn't get too much direct sunlight and you go and not water it for two or three days, this plant will be quite happy and it will happily absorb carbon dioxide from the air. Now, we need to have this plant absolutely everywhere if we think about it. I mean, can you imagine if you went into schools, if every classroom had dumb cane plants in them and every office building? Everyone in that building is going to benefit from lower carbon dioxide levels. And obviously plants absorb carbon dioxide. And then when they photosynthesize, they give off oxygen. And we've known houseplants have been very good for us for a number of years, you know, not just for our physical health, but also our mental health greening the inside of our homes has been proven to be beneficial to humans alike. It's it's become far more popular in recent years, but if you think rather than just, oh, I'll have a few houseplants because they look pretty, you start thinking... I'll have some houseplants in my house because these are fantastic at absorbing noxious chemicals and carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and giving my family and myself cleaner air to breathe. There's even more of an incentive for you to have these plants in your house. So there we are, the here, the dumb cane plant, is the best plant according to this Malaysian research for absorbing carbon dioxide from the air. But it's not the only plant. There are several that were very good at removing certain chemicals from the air. Now, if you are a person who likes to use cleaners in the house, I prefer to use a steam cleaner, I just use steam cleaner and some environmentally friendly uh, antibacterial sprays, But if you are somebody who likes your your cleaning chemicals, then there are some plants that you can put in your house that will specifically absorb certain noxious chemicals. So that's got to be a good thing. The three other type, other plants that are really good at absorbing certain organic chemicals um, in the atmosphere, the philodendron, which is just a green leaf plant Parlour palms, which we've all seen, you know, in garden centres, those palms, they're really good air fresheners as well. And the spider plant, you remember that spider plant, we all used to have the spider plant in our bathrooms in the 1970s and 1980s, it was the height of chic and then it went out of fashion. Well, perhaps the good old spider plant needs to come back into fashion because the spider plant is particularly good at absorbing carbon monoxide. Now, carbon monoxide is that silent killer that builds up as a gas where boilers aren't serviced properly and you've got old boiler systems in the house. So spider plants help or are proven to absorb carbon monoxide. Now, in addition to that, if you are a smoker, I'm not a smoker, I hold my hands up, I find it's one of my pet hates, um, and you do smoke in the house, then there is also a plant that actually is very good at absorbing cigarette smoke. Obviously, that's a whole different argument about not smoking in the house and giving up smoking and all the rest of it. But the dragon plant, the dragon palm, Dracaena, can absorb cigarette smoke in addition. So there you have it. If you had those, just those five different plants, you have put really effective air purifiers in your house. But there's also one other plant as well and it's a flower that is brilliant and for those of you who like color in the house and plants with color if you put gerberas in the house gerberas remove all indoor toxins according to this research which is brilliant isn't it you know they're a lovely brightly colored daisy-like flower and you can have them in the house and there you are they will absorb a load of noxious stuff from you. I have to say it's not the cut flower it's the plant that you need to have. We could improve our air quality and at the same time over a long period of time spend a lot less money. You know one plant will last 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 years. It's cost you somewhere around about 10 to 15 pounds maybe 20 pounds for a larger specimen. So surely this has got to be something that we should tap into and buy into. It's, it's cheaper, it's more environmentally friendly, and it's much better for us. Now, NASA did some research and found that there are you know, a whole range of houseplants that will benefit and clean and purify the air. Those are the best ones that I've given you. But practically all houseplants will improve the environment in your home. know there are things like aloe vera and palms and rubber plants and even even the humble ivy is really good at detoxifying your house there's also another flowering plant that's really good as well so not only gerberas the chrysanthemum again is a plant that if you have it in your house growing in a pot and producing flowers that is really good at absorbing some of the noxious chemicals in the house. So I think as a sort of, a, a, you know, as a general trend, we have got to be detoxifying the world. We've got to reduce our plastic. We've got to reduce the damage that we're causing the environment. And what better way of doing that than actually swapping some of your chemical air fresheners and your chemical cleaners for houseplants? You know, you can reduce carbon monoxide levels and carbon dioxide levels in the house simply by having house plants, and you will feel better and your house will feel better and it improves your mental health. So it's well worth having a go. But I was then having a look at uh, some other articles and some other research. And for all of those of you who don't like arachnids, our spidery friends, there were also five plants that you could put in your house that deterred spiders from coming in. Now we're heading into summer, so it's not spider season yet, but obviously as soon as we get to sort of September and the evenings start getting cooler, the spiders come hurtling in. But these five plants will help deter spiders coming in. And it's to do with the scent, obviously. They don't like the smell. So peppermint, basil, lavender, lemon balm, and the humble chrysanthemum again, all have been proven to reduce, or to repel spiders in the house. So there you have it. What I would do on the website, on the Plotting Shed blog, is I will put pictures of all these different house plants on there. And fortunately, all of them are very common. You know, you can pick them up in garden centers and nurseries. they're very widely available and very cheap to buy as a result and they're all very easy to look after but I'll put pictures on the on the website so you can see what they look like so you can go and get them and I'll also put some stuff on there as well from as I said some of my recent designs so you can have a look at what we've been doing and trying to create nice environmentally friendly and people-friendly gardens for for people who've used our design service as well Again, as always, you can email me, rachel at plantplots.com. I'll be happy to answer any queries that you have. If you've got anything or any questions or anything that you think would be really interesting for a podcast, then do drop me a line. Um, And again, you can see all of this information on plantplots.com. I'm now going to go back outside in the sunshine and get into my garden. I might even put some pictures of my garden on the website as well. So you can see I just uh, just as a side issue, I gave my topiary a quick haircut uh, this week. So it's looking particularly good and I have a great tub. I'm very proud of my topiary. I know it's totally off subject from what we've just been talking about but i decided i was going to have a an interesting topiary so i have a 7 foot long sleeping well not quite sleeping leopard on my hedge called ngwe which is zulu for leopard so i might put a picture of ngwe on the on the website for you on the plotting shed blog so you can see that hedges don't have to be terribly boring so it's my little pet project but anyway is about four years old now and is looking better and better all the time but anyway thank you for listening to the plotting shared podcast um, i shall produce another podcast in the next couple of weeks we'll put on there the hampton court flower show is coming up shortly i'm going to blag a day off and i'm going to go up there and see what's on show uh, take some pictures and I'll, again, I'll put them on the website and the, on the blog for you. And thank you very much for listening.